0: It seems there are two types of art, that which starts as a clear idea in the mind's eye and we try and we try to deliver at all costs. Often we sacrifice much of what the original idea was with the end result. And then there are those other kinds of art that just seem to fall out of us, as if the artist is possessed. As if the muse takes over and steers you in a given artistic direction like you're some kind of used car and drives you across borders, stealing exotic fruits and blagging them back across state lines and into your apartment. Here we try to uncover more about where art comes from by interviewing an artist and asking them to perform and tell us about two pieces, one which they remember the idea behind it and the other a piece of murkier origin where its manifestation came about as if by magic or possession at the hands of the muse perhaps. We'll see. Welcome to Confronting the Muse. Our guest today is Mon. Hi, Moan, how are you doing?
1: Hello, I'm good, thank you.
0: Joe, how are you? you alright? Well, yeah. That's
2: good. You both look very comfortable there.
0: Yeah, it is Compared very comfortable. Me, I think.
2: Actually, yeah, your chair is a bit... Uh, Richard, uh, one might say. Yeah, it's old it's, school, it's that's good. what it is. Yeah, I'm upright. It's the awake position.
0: I'm sitting on a, a the carcass of a dead cow, so, you know, True. that's... The, Pretty comfy, no? It's yeah. very comfy, I have to say. So, welcome to uh, Famous Gold Watch. You Thank know this you. place well. You've recorded here. Yes. You're recording right now, aren't you?
1: I am, actually. I recorded last weekend.
0: Whoa. How's it going? Is it all right?
1: Yeah, it's very nice.
0: I'm only joking. I've heard some of it already. It sounds great.
2: Yeah, me too. You've heard Fantastic. some too? It? Yeah. It's one cool. of the perks
0: yeah. of this whole Famous Gold Watch Big thing. You
2: get a few perks on the go. Yeah.
1: Which one that you hear? Which song?
2: I don't know the name of the song. Very, uh, with the piano and you and some other sounds, <laughs> a polar <laughs> okay. bear in back, the background. It was, it was kind of like we, were we were almost listening in the dark, and it was just one of these very, like, ambient kind of tunes. That was, yeah, all right, it was very nice. Actually, yeah. I, I this is this is some months ago, so I imagine things have changed a little, probably so a lot. Yeah,
0: I heard uh, the album in um, in Liverpool, Felix, who was playing on your album, yeah. He, yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, you gotta listen to this, and we all sat in the in the in the, the hotel bedroom, uh, just all on the same bed listening. There was like five of us all really? sitting there. Yeah, yeah we all wow. just listened to the whole thing. That was great. We loved it. Cool. So, Merlin. Yes. How's life? Not joking. We're not meant to talk about life. We're talking here about the, the big things, the huge things, songs and such. No, we can talk about anything you want. Um, how's the weather? Is it good?
1: I don't know. We're in the basement.
0: I haven't been out in days. No. <laughs> yeah. Joe, you just got out there. Well, I was.
2: It? I came from. Came in from the cold. It's good. It's. It's all right outside.
0: I think we'll just stay here. Yeah.
2: Let's stay here for good. I like that. So, what did you record last weekend?
1: Uh, actually, two new songs, or at least one new song and, and an old song, and. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't meant to be on the album, but I just wrote it and it fits in it. I wanted to record it, so we did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you have a time frame of when it's going to start and when it's going to stop? Or, you know, we always throw these at the window time frames, but do you know when you're going to be finished recording the, at least the band?
1: Yeah, now we should be. If I'm not going to write any more songs, then then we're done. That's we have beautiful. also like an 11 song album by now, so.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. that's, congratulations. That's excellent.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny you. because I started only wanting to record like five songs I had. Yeah. And, um <coughs> And then I tried out some stuff with the band in the rehearsals. And I tried some stuff I was writing at that moment. And it all went, they, they played along to it and it sounded so good. So we kind of decided to record them too. So then slowly it became an album and then they were like, new songs coming in and it's like all right suddenly we have a full-length album ex- except uh in- instead of an ep yeah so that was pretty cool
0: that's fantastic
2: at uh, what point does the ep become the album
0: Who knows? i don't know well i well, think I, it was I soon to get over it. songs is an yeah. album yeah I... yeah you can't you can't have an eight song ep can you is that, no, is that I I the limit know. i'm saying eight's the limit i think yeah. Yeah, can't, yeah, you can't do more I than that so. right
1: i think we said it was an album after like eight songs or something
0: That's fantastic. I'm just thinking that you were here in like 2017. Is that when we first knew each other in 2017 or something? When you first came to Berlin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you were gone for a while. You went back to finish art school, right? Yeah, I did. But uh, when you were here in 2017, were you already uh, hell-bent on being a musician? Or were you still thinking artist was going to be the way? Or what? what was in your mind then? I'm just thinking of that early stage.
1: Well, actually... In this time that I I was in Berlin for half a year, I decided to give it a try to play regularly and see how that went. And I really loved it, and I got to know all of you guys and and saw the the music community that was here in Berlin, and that made me say like, "Oh, right, I'm I'm gonna be a musician now."
0: So you knew it then and there that uh, yeah. that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. In you're, our you're la- part of it <laughs> in, our, in our last podcast uh we asked uh how did you know when you wanted to be a musician and it it took two hours for, <laughs> <laughs> for us to find out how <laughs> and now it's like minute two and it's like all right now we know all right let's get into the the rest of the podcast ladies <laughs> and gentlemen now that's 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 incredible so it's kind of like you just knew so the community was there did you already have a a sense of it when you were like a kid or whatever that you wanted to write or do anything like that yeah
1: i mean i always played music since i was like seven or something i played the guitar and i always played for family but i always played covers and yeah at mm-hmm. some point i really wanted to go to maybe music school or something but i never wrote my own songs and i thought i couldn't i tried i sat down for it but i just it was all shit. and i felt like other people had written such beautiful songs that said exactly what I wanted to say, but mm-hmm. more beautiful. So I was like, "Well, I'll stick to covering songs and doing it as a hobby." Mm. And then, and then I went to art school. Like I did a bit of university first, but then I went to art school. And in the first year, I fell in love, and then that kind of changed. That's when uh, the songs <laughs> started coming. Yeah, huh? yeah, exactly. I just felt then like. I don't know, I had to write you know, I felt like nobody felt like this before, and I have to write it down in my own words uh, and then <laughs> which which is funny, uh, because of course many people felt that way before, but yeah, that made me start writing music and that made me also think like, oh, maybe I could actually after I'll be a musician.
0: It's cool that the the streak there is you you were like. I don't know how to write songs that aren't original. So, like, you didn't try. You're like, okay, yeah. I'm just a kid playing in the sand. There's plenty of kids in the sand. But then when you fell in love, you're like, this this is something different. I'm feeling, I haven't felt this before. This is unique. This is important. So yeah, I have nobody something I want to communicate, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and nobody else can say it. say it like I can because it's it's like something so special. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that's fantastic. It's got a. There's that um, idea in mind that uh, it's something that you're going to communicate. This is what I'm going to deliver. This is something I can give that other people can't give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's an important part of being an artist? I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, in some ways, I think because you are saying something very personal or in your own way, I think. Um, I don't know, I think there's always people that relate to that, and yeah. that is, I mean, you're all saying the same stuff, exactly, you know, like, but yeah. you're is saying it, it. Is
0: it even possible to be original, yeah.
1: No, I don't, don't really think so. I, you can just, like, give it your own little twist, and that will sort mm-hmm. of resonate with other people, and I don't know, so, in that way, that it's nice, but it's, I don't think, I don't think people are very original, yeah. <laughs> they're just taking stuff from... Places. It's
3: it's mm-hmm.
0: all a mixtape, you know. It's like, or it's, it's like pulled a, from somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, right. It's like good food, you know. Yeah, it's all the same ingredients. We're just mixing it different ways, yeah. putting in the indeed. oven, indeed. Yes, put it, <laughs> and just like it's just you're putting it in the oven at different temperatures, <laughs> uh-huh. under different conditions, and then you're like, well, that's way better than what I had yesterday. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe that.
2: Did you like the songs that you first wrote when you first started writing them? Were you like, yeah, I really want to share this with people, or was it kind of something that you just thought? ah, oh, I'll write this, but I'm still somewhere, you know, there's still, I'm still missing that part that makes it my song something that other people would want to hear to, listen to.
1: Well, I think when I started, it was, I think I was shy uh, to show it to others because mm-hmm. also it was kind of intense and it was all, I don't know, uh, intense. But I don't think I, I did, Quite quickly show stuff to people, or I like played open stages. And or looking back on that, um, I have to laugh a lot because it mm-hmm. was like, Oh, okay, <laughs> wouldn't put that out anymore now. But I don't know, it was, uh, yeah, it was. it's always scary to, to bring out your own stuff, I guess.
2: For sure.
0: Would you well, say that too, Connor? It's a weird compulsion to even yeah, have, right? you know? I'm still not entirely sure. This is part of the reason why we have this podcast. It's like this compulsion that it's almost obsessive and uh you're not entirely sure why you you feel the need to do it. But then I suppose some people feel the need to climb a mountain and they just can't get it out of their head. They're like I have to do this climbing a mountain thing <laughs> or you know people have their own compulsions, but I don't know. When I for me I, I can't really remember A time where it wasn't, I was always as a kid trying to do something that was kind of like writing. It didn't have to be music or something. It was always something I was trying to do. If it was scribbling, some kind of nonsense or, I don't know. I I remember we were 10 years old or something. We had like, I suppose you would call it a barbershop quartet, except none of us could sing. So it was just a bunch of people trying to sing. Is and, that a thing in Ireland? No, no. We that was never. That sounds about as cool as it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was the least cool thing you could ever do. It was like I was like, well, we don't know how, how to do instruments, but we all love music, so why don't we just sing? We didn't even know what uh, acapella group was. We never even heard of. it. And one. what
2: were you singing? You were singing.
0: I remember classics. No, I remember we called ourselves. <laughs> I have not remember this in so long, but I remember we loved M and M, so we called ourselves the Maltesers. <laughs> well, that's another, <laughs> that's another uh, uh, delicious candy or chocolate. And but there uh, was yeah. four
2: of you all sort of singing, singing in a different tone, kind of like, like funny. Did you have the guy doing the? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of. Like, I,
0: I I I would struggle to call it singing. I think it was right. some people doing different things, and I think we were trying to be funny, but. What does a ten-year-old think is funny? It was probably just—I don't know what the hell you're we doing, but yeah, I remember trying to do that. Why? That's a compulsion, and it's certainly not cool. That's not going to get you many friends, I don't think, in the schoolyard. So I don't know. It's—I've st- always been fascinated what it is, because some people say, "I just make music because you want to attract a mate at a primal, you know, way or something like that." But I don't know. That was <laughs> well, the pretty
2: primal, really, making music, right? You yeah. Know, through- rhythm in general mm. so there's that part of it but i guess the, the the odd sort of side of it is to sort of make music while you're thinking about other people listening to it you know mm. and that compulsion to share it around to perform and, and it to perform it and to you know there's a lot of recording artists who just make music just for the sake of it right yeah i think, I think
0: that's a healthy mind yeah that's not a i don't de- i definitely don't have that healthy mind like i have the i have the unhealthy mind where it's like. A, you love playing it for yourself but then there's always like an idea that oh someone will hear this one day or mm-hmm. even if, even if it's even if it's just you record it onto a tape and, you, and you, you have some fantasy that it's just found or something i think i used to record stuff on a tape as, as a child and think that oh maybe someone will find it one day mm-hmm. but you know <laughs> what i mean but i just think yeah, lost just, works yeah for me uh, i just think it's not finished until it's uh, performed for some reason I don't know is that just right. me or do you think that? what do you think Merla
1: I think when it's performed it's, it's it, it becomes some kind of solid mess or something and you sort of get the different level of people people hearing it and and, and talking about it but I don't know
0: like
2: to, me, to me to me songs right? hmm? when it's performed is how music gets better yeah, you know, I, like I, if you have I, a yeah. song and you're sort of playing it around by yourself and then you play it in front of other people, somehow you give it more effort, you know, and it gets, uh, I don't know, takes on a new sort of shape in a way.
1: Yeah, I guess it does and it makes you look at your own stuff from other people's eyes. I think you can get very stuck when you're playing for yourself. You can get very stuck in something you like at that moment or just... Really not see obvious things about the song, and then and then playing it for others, you kind of, kind of see it through their eyes, and then that that changes a lot on how you actually see the
0: song. Mm-hmm. You actually did that for one of my songs once. I uh, I remember. I don't know how well I knew. Uh, no, I think I knew you pretty well at this stage. But it was. I remember. It was, uh, Jess Smith was there, and you were there, and Jess was like, "Play Merla uh, your song." And I was like, well, I got this new song. And then I was going to play that. And I played like 30 seconds of that. And Jess like stopped me and went, no, 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 play the other one. <laughs> and, then, and then I played, and I was like, no, I'll just finish this one. And then I, I'll do the other one. And then like you could just tell by your eyes and Jess's eyes, it was just like, yeah, enjoying it. But then when, when I played the other one, it was like, oh, now, nah, uh, yeah, that's, oh, that's something, you know? And there's a difference. And that's literally the other's gaze. You know, and it's like, because I, I don't know, whatever the other song is, is no longer a song, but the ones that mm-hmm. they liked to their eyes, I was like, okay, that's something I, there's something in that one, you know? So yeah, yeah I think yeah, there yeah. is something to the the gaze of yeah, someone definitely. else, you know?
1: And sometimes it also, I think it often breaks some kind of magic it has for yourself, or it sort of makes that magic bigger, because I ha- I've had songs where I, that I really liked, and then I didn't want to show it to people, because I was like, yeah, but... Then I will I will see what they might think is wrong with it or I don't know it will change the song in my head uh, but it's always a sort of necessary uh, stage at some point if you want to be performing the songs but
0: mm-hmm. and sometimes
1: you... it's nice to stay in your own bubble of what the song is to you
0: yeah that that moment where it's just yours and yours alone
1: yeah and where it's there's no no big reflections it's just like the feeling of the song and do together in a room and and that's it
0: yeah well there's there's no better feeling than the first time it comes out right yeah
1: yeah when you just write a song and you're just like wow i think i'm onto something and it sounds beautiful and it's, yeah. this feeling is there and you're kind of moved by your own material and then it's it's really beautiful i think
0: and you at first there's like a split second where there's loads of Uh, Possibilities, and you can kind of hear them and you get excited and then it's as if they start falling away and you're trying to grab a few and then you're only stuck with a few at the end it's it's so Mm -hmm. strange it's like the the giant tease of what it could be the tease of potential and then it's like but what is your ability what are you able to deliver and it's not just what you can hear it's what you can deliver as well
1: yeah 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 but that moment exactly that of like Feeling the potential of an idea or an, a melody or something that is always so good, yeah, it feels so good.
0: That is a beautiful moment. But then, there's also the beautiful moment of performing it, where well, that's that's nice too. But that's kind of terrifying at the same time.
2: But yeah. the stress of performing songs makes them better. You know, somehow makes you squeeze them out in another way. You know. That's- like, because like, you, you're like, oh shit, yeah. I've got a, I've got a sing now. Yeah. yeah. Like, how am I going to do this? Or yeah. like, the rhythm might change. immediately like, as soon as you, people are watching, you're going to play maybe faster or something like that. You yeah. find another way of playing, or yeah, and somehow it's it's this it's finished in a way, you know, in an, in another way. So, so
0: you, you agree in a way. Then it's like that the performance finishes the song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because- and
2: it also makes it stick around longer. I think if you're just like playing songs by yourself. Yeah. Uh, you lose faith in the idea pretty quickly i think
0: yeah you move on to something else move on else. to something else yeah,
2: that's like, true. you what, move what on yeah. and, and, but if you've committed to playing it and people are familiar with it like or you know not yet familiar with it but they've they're, they've heard it then you're sort of like well i need to yeah i like that one or something you know i think it's a different
0: i think you're dead right and there's also that element that you know you said you change the rhythm or whatever you change some aspect of it do you think you hold back before you actually go on stage? Do you think like you never really play it the mm. way uh, uh, it's intended to be before you go on stage? I'm literally just asking. I don't I ha- I don't know the answer to that <laughs> at all. Do you but, th- or do you think you have your finished product and then it's just delivering it? No,
1: I do think that it's it's shaped a lot by performing it. But I do feel sometimes in that sort of emotional kind of space. When you're alone, uh, it can be more pure and you can actually like, I don't know, cry halfway through a song oh, and still mm-hmm. play it, where on on stage you wouldn't burst out crying and continue just like in, in a way. But I mean, it adds also a lot of intensity if you play on stage because of the, the, the uh, excitement and trying to communicate and thinking like, okay, I gotta really sing it like I mean it for them to feel it because they don't know the song or they don't fe- feel what i feel about it or something
0: how do you achieve that when you, how do you, how do you, how do you ensure that the emotion comes across even if you're feeling in a different mood beforehand sometimes the melody itself can help you because yeah, it re- it's just it kind of sets you in that that feeling but yeah how how do you achieve that cuz you are you're incredible on stage when it comes to delivering emotion it's intense, and uh, I I love I love watching you perform. It's very like, it's theatrical, but not a uh, not fake. It's authentic. Mm. There you go.
1: All right, thank you. Oh no worries. <laughs> Never. No, so I don't do you know. I that? I think I I try always to go to the mood uh, to go back to the moment when I felt the song most. So that can be, I don't know. I can just think of of. Why I wrote the song or a person I wrote it about, I can just think of them for a moment or during the song or I can I don't know I just imagine situations you put that them would if, move me.
0: You put them in your mind's eye. yeah that's that's really cool. that's like a, that's like a tangible that's almost like a, a tool in your tool belt, you know it's like that's something you can actually put into practice.
1: Yeah, I mean, for that you need to really go into your own space or in your own mind and feel like, go back to the feeling of the song, I think, which can be quite annoying because it also means like revisiting old pains and yeah. stuff all the time. It's just like standing there bleeding all the, all the time again and again in a way, which is also beautiful, I guess, but also a bit annoying.
0: Sometimes. Yeah, because a method actor, they have it for one movie. Yeah. A singer has it for their whole life, because <laughs> they're going yeah. to play these songs their whole life. Yeah, Most maybe. of it. well, you know, if they, yeah, they probably will, right? You know? Bob Dylan's still playing Don't Think Twice and stuff from those early yeah, albums, is. he's still yeah. doing them, you know?
2: The never-ending tour.
0: Yeah, the never-ending tour. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess,
1: I hope when you play songs a lot longer, I mean, I haven't been playing so, yeah, I mean, the meaning will change and sort of you can find a new angle to it if they're good songs and you actually stand behind them, then I think it should be possible to find new situations that apply on the same song in a way, so you don't have to really go back to when you're heart was broken when you were 15 when you're like 70 on stage (laughs) thankfully
0: your heart your heart your heart gets broken many times in life so it's probably only been a few months (laughs) ago that you just bring it in yeah the most recent heartache (laughs) yeah i I don't know i had this weird um experience where i had this song that i wrote and it, it was clearly one of those Love lorn, Love Lost type of songs, but I hadn't been in love in years. And I was just like, so where where does it come from? Is it just a never-ending well? It's just like, that's my Love Lost well that's been added to or something or you can delve into. So do you think that you have these... um, These uh, areas, almost areas of your subconscious, is something that you can delve into that you can trigger, or if if you want to, not if you want to write a song, but take from that well or something. If you wrote a new song, I'm explaining this very badly.
1: I think I could. I mean, till now, I have only written songs that are just very, uh, uh, how do you say that, very recent, or like uh, about my life at this moment. Mm. So I haven't really written a song for the sake of writing a song in a way that wasn't immediately connected to my life at that moment. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like, I mean, there is definitely some sort of feelings in me that I think that will always be there, even though it's not super present at that moment.
0: Yeah, I I think so. I think there's themes that you go back to, yeah. no matter what, like for instance, People uh, were always saying to me that I couldn't write a happy song. So I was like trying. I was like, fuck, I'm going to write a really happy song. And that will be. It's, <laughs> hard, sh- it's the hardest thing to do. They'll show them all. <laughs> yeah. But I thought I honestly achieved it. I like wrote this song. I was literally, I thought it was about sandwiches. And I was like, this is uh, kind of funny. <laughs> and, sandwiches. And then people, uh, I played for people and they're like, Jesus, that's a dark one. <laughs> man." And I was like, what? <laughs> Even when I'm trying to do something, I was like re-examining <laughs> it. I was like, there is a. There's something off about it. It's not really about sandwiches. It? Yeah. <laughs> sandwiches Very strange. Off, yeah. It does, I you want know? to
1: hear that song.
0: Yeah, it's called The Bread and the Butter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't play it anymore. I liked playing it, but uh, it kind of was a bit off point when I re- reanalyzed it. I was like, oh, that's not as happy. I don't know. I'll put that down for a while and come back to it another time. You know.
1: Yeah, people always tell me too, like, well, can't you write a happy song? And it's like, nah.
0: Yeah, I've. I've I haven't really now.
1: tried it, and I also don't really feel like trying it because I don't. To me, that's not. I mean, I'm, I'm happy all the time, and like when I'm happy, I just talk to people and go out, do nice things or something. That's very, It's yeah. not something yeah. I need to write about.
0: That's very. That's a, what it's a happy song anyway? I, know, I, what are I you saying in a happy song? I'm not entirely sure what the what they what they want. From yeah, me, yeah. You know. <laughs> I but uh, no,
2: yeah, I, I. Just how uh, how much you're enjoying. Yeah. Everything? Yeah. What a lovely glass <laughs> then, of wine! Yeah. I, I like the way I it swirls in my perfectly. hand. It's, I don't know. Everything is well.
0: But that, if that being said, one of my favorite songs ever is uh, "Why Don't You Build Me Up But a Cup That's a beautiful song, right? But wait, is that a happy song? It's just
2: like a happy melody, I yeah. guess. Yeah, like I suppose. A...
0: Why are you trying yeah. to say there's no such meant... thing as a happy song? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know <laughs> yeah, what's
2: sure. where. Where is the line where, where a song becomes happy? <clears> just <throat> like just like a happy feel, I guess
0: yeah okay so we got that pharrell song because i'm happy that's literally just okay, saying i'm happy yeah. over and over again that's happy yeah but i always found it a bit irritating that's yeah yeah, yeah that's the yeah. thing to it's song, to me, yeah.
1: it's annoying yeah. always because it feels like no that's just not how it is yeah, but
2: that's not it how yeah. happiness is it yeah, feels yeah,
1: like... it feels fake mm-hmm. it just feels like i don't know it just feels
0: did you ever hear that uh william burroughs quote that said uh, all pleasure is just relief <laughs> and I, I, I like. I found, um, uh, I always found solace mm. in sad songs, you know? So to me, sad songs yeah, weren't even sad. They were yeah. like, uh, oh, really he, like... he gets what's going on here. And yeah. now I get some relief from from my sadness. So in a way, it's like that's happiness in yeah. a way. So so that's what I was kind of trying to do, trying to do that. You know, don't worry, you're fine. Just It'll listening to hardship
2: right. is actually quite satisfying. You know? Makes
0: me yeah. feel better, but it mustn't uh, it
1: makes you feel like you're not alone. Yeah.
0: Gets rid of that isolation for a bit And like that's a nice thing to do for someone So you should just say Yeah they are happy songs
1: Yeah they are
0: Just listening wrong man Yeah Uh, So Mer- Merla do you want us to play us a song? Is yes. it too early in the podcast to play a song? Not at all I Feels good right? Feels, feels like good. a nice time yeah, to do right.
2: it To play a real happy song Yeah mm. play us the happiest
0: song you know And No I'm joking uh, Okay so uh, Okay We're going to hear a song it. from Moan now Music
1: Don't mistake me never. i was never i was never there i was never i was never i was never there i was never i was never i was never there i was never i was never i was never there Calls for me from high ground No use that I run fast like a greyhound Uncrowned just another pale full round. I was never, I
3: was
1: never, I was never there. I was never, I was never, I was never there I was never, I was never, I was never there I was never, I was never, I was never there He hit me with the blunt side of his back hand Lit me and then slowly let me burn down, kicked me in the storm and just to. I was never there. I was never, I was never, I was never there. I was never, I was never, I was never there. I was never, 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 I was never.
0: Thanks very much for performing, Mom. That was absolutely incredible. Yes, thank you. Uh, you did two songs for us there, but we'll play. They just heard one, so there's going to be another one to hear later. So let's talk about I Was Never There. Can we talk about that song first?
1: Yeah, we can talk about that one.
0: All right. Put us out of her misery, uh, Joe. Do you want to guess? Do you think it, this one co- came for the muse, or do you think it's uh, something she had a strict idea in mind? What do you think?
2: This is the guessing game.
0: Did it just fall out of her, or did she have a plan? Was there a plan? Was she conniving? What do you think, Joe? What do you think? I actually know, cause I'm a, I'm a. You know this already. I cheated. I cheated. There was a, there was a live.
2: You've spoken to the muse. There was
0: a live show. I saw Moan, and she talked about this song. And I know the secret. I know the secret behind it. So just come and clean. So, I'm,
2: so we're talking about the...
1: <laughs> second song.
0: Second song.
2: Yeah. I was never there. I was never there. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think it came from the
0: muse? Or do you think I'm going to say it idea? came
2: from the muse.
0: You do? You think?
2: I think so. I think that's
0: a ding, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. So yeah, it's one of those ones that just kind of fell out, right? Or do you I want to tell so. us about it?
1: Yeah, I can tell. I tell about how I how I wrote it. Um, I think it was a uh, it was when I two years ago, three years ago, when I first came to Berlin. And actually, it was uh, kind of funny because my then roommate took me to a party and and uh, to with her friends and stuff. But I I just felt uh, very unwelcome, and I was just. Uh, I don't know, I was just feeling really like they weren't interested in me and I was just like going home early in the night and whining about that with my guitar (laughs) in a way. Um, So I was just repeating like I was never there. I wasn't because it felt like I might have, I don't know, it didn't matter if I was there or not, which Mm -hmm. is kind of funny because the song turned out very dark and very... It definitely went further than that one party that I didn't enjoy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: This song was always one of my favorite ones that you played. But I I always found it a bit um, unnerving in a good way. I like unnerving in a good way. I always tried to edge in that type of uh, side of writing. But there was something violent about it. Intense. Intense and violent. Yeah. Yeah. Put me on the edge, right? What did you get when you listened to it? Like, what kind? Of, you were you're feeling uncomfortable, right? Yeah,
2: I, and I knew that I was never their part was coming. Yeah, and but what was in between was like almost something else in a way. You know, was, I don't know how to really <laughs> explain it. I'd love, yeah. love if you tried. I'd
0: love if you tried because I've been trying to do it in my mind. Uh, it's just uh, it's one of those things. that's I don't know. It feels very primal to
2: me. But like people were being kicked and battered. Yeah. And then kicked into the storm, nonetheless. Yeah. My
0: goodness.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: My goodness. We're like
0: fanboying all over. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so when you were writing it, uh, did it? Did it just? You were obviously you were at a party, and which is strange to me for some reason that it, it was a party. No, actually, it's not strange. That makes sense because you can, you can take an emotion and then it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. But do you remember the moment of sitting down? Not the exact moment, but maybe the feel around the time of sitting... You came home alone, you were chilling with the guitar, and then it just... I was
1: just... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really chilling. I was just feeling really bad and really, like, lonely and really angry. And I just had... This was this uh, very frustrated and, and sad, I guess. It was like... And I just remember just that I... It's, I mean... I started I had my guitar in a weird tuning at that moment because I watched the Joni Mitchell documentary and uh, it's in the documentary they said she made up her own tuning so I liked that a lot so I decided to just turn the knobs of the guitar until I found something that I like
0: she would tune it to the the birds and whatnot oh, I think really? I saw the same thing she would really? she would uh she would um, wake up in the morning and then she would hear the first bird call she would hear she would tune it to that noise and whatnot oh, that's and that's so how nice. she would decide huh. that day yeah oh, god johnny cool. yeah that's she's, crazy she's one of my all-time favorite.
1: i don't remember the bird part but i remember maybe i just thinking made that like, up you <laughs> to check me on that one. Cool, I, just, though, like, I like it sounds yeah.
0: good if it's made up never let the truth get in the way <laughs> of a good story <laughs> that's true. um yeah so you had it in this strange tuning yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it so, was waiting for you or did you already did you put it in that weird tuning after? I think
1: I think I, these days I was just playing around with that a bit, so yeah. I think it was already in there. Or I don't know, I don't really remember. But I just remember finding this one melody on the guitar, and then just, just sitting there, and I think just saying that that sentence over and over again, like I was never, I was never,
0: I was never there. Almost like a mantra. And yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, and it also I think it, I just. I just, the feeling or something, it just grew bigger in me. And I think it became something, something really deep in a way. Like it brought out something in me that was, I don't know, pretty dark. Yeah. And I just remember, uh, I don't know. I think I, I just, there's this way of writing that I sometimes do. I think it was one of the first times I did that with this song, which is where I just like sing random stuff, but there's no words or something Mm -hmm. but i just have this kind of sounds and there's like growls and this the kind of sounds i want to make in a way and then i list and i record that on my phone or something and then i listen back and then i write down the first thing that i think i hear uh, of these sounds like so that's usually random words pretty much but also it I do that a few times with the same recording and always like different things come out except for maybe some sentences that stay the same so that I don't know to me that feels very much like like okay what is going on in my own unconscious and like how do I get that out it's just I don't know Uh, that is often a kind of way for me to write lyrics or to start an idea and I think I did that with this song too and I remember also thinking like all these lines came out and just feeling like I don't know what I'm saying, I, I still don't really understand what exactly I mean with the lyrics.
0: Every time I listen to your songs, something strikes me that comes out uh, that's just sharp and striking, but th- in that one it's you got Ki- you kicked me in the storm, and the first time I heard it, I heard stomach as well, mm. and also, it was even more intense. Yeah, that's what I heard. You actually. heard stomach. Yeah. So the first time I ever heard it, I heard stomach, and I was like, "Oh, so off, put- uh, so off-putting, but also great." And then I heard storm, and then the imagery of that is just striking, uh, to say the least—literally striking. But uh, yeah, uh, I think that's exceptional. That that's really um a tangible excellent thing to give if there's any artist or whatever writing. That's like something you do. You listen to the melody and uh, I've done that before as well. I've only started, started doing that recently. I had this project uh, I still do with this person. We improv a lot of it and then we have to write lyrics after the fact. And I actually found that the lyrics you write there because you're listening for sounds that mold into the words. Yeah. The, it's, there's something uh, simplistic in a really good way that you get you get to the point quicker and with fewer syllables and this and this is it. You have to get your point across straight away. And I I've started doing that more more and more because it you get straight to something cutting, and it's always kind of more unique because uh, it's just not the I went over here and I got this. You know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it, you have to fit it in. Yeah. how long have you been doing that is that when you started doing that yeah
1: I think it's about that time that I started doing that
0: and you're still doing that
1: yeah I really like it because it usually gives me also lyrics that I'm surprised by or like that I it doesn't feel to that much like my lyrics because it's not like oh I want to tell this story and and I'm gonna i don't know find nice words for it or something it's just like all right uh that came out or something okay and let's work with it but it's, mm-hmm. And that's still with the lyrics of this song, too, where I feel like I don't... They still, I don't know, have a different meaning to me or also in different times I play it or something.
0: But that emotion is definitely there. So it, it's true, and it, the feeling's true. So that'd be an interesting one to... When we were talking about earlier, where how you put yourself in that, and you sometimes you imagine things and whatnot. Do you imagine the party or do you change the image? What do you do to get into that one? Or do you even know? Sometimes it probably just happens of its own accord.
1: I think I think for this one, it's not really definitely not the party. It went far beyond that, like very quickly, (laughs) Uh, the song. And I think I think I go, I don't know, some deep corner or something. I just I think at the moment I have the image of a greyhound in a on running on a road like a crossroad yeah in the dark and like with the flashlight that's sort of the image i have at the moment because also i don't know why but i like the greyhound image at the moment
2: that's that's
0: incredibly primal right
2: it's one of those songs that could have like a hundred verses you know and always come back to that Mm. you know it's just like going off on all these like weird kind of uh, uh ups and downs, and then the person always comes back to being like, you know, this one kind yeah, of yeah. feeling.
0: I don't know why I never anticipated coming for some reason. I was never, I was never there. Even though I've heard the song so many times, and I just, it always strikes me. I don't know, there's something odd about that song. Yeah, more songs from the muse is the answer, I think. What the hell's going on there? When you don't know what the hell's <laughs> going on, and you're chipping yourself up, it, it's just endlessly complex, and the fact that you're even the way you get in the mood for the song when you perform it is a greyhound running on an isolated road in the headlights of a flashlight of a car. That's that's so more so interesting to me. Like, that's that's almost shocking. It, uh, shocking in it how primal it is and how strange it is and how it somehow still resonates with, well, it certainly resonates with me and Joe who listen to it and everyone at the famous Go Watch listening to it too. It's just a striking song. So it resonates with everyone. But you yourself are not entirely sure where it came from.
2: Yeah. But I think it resonates with everyone because of what you say, like it came from being at a party where you don't feel like that isolation. Yeah, everybody's from, yeah. been to that party. Yeah. You know, and then like to hear that again it's like now to know that that's where it came from. It's like, oh yeah. That's and, why it's so relatable. But when you I mean, when you
0: listen to it, you, I never picture a party in my head. I, it's yeah. like, it's ne- I, I, But I know what you mean. Like that primal fear of isolation, yeah. being ostracized. In the yeah, you're damn right. So so you're like, it's like it's like it's getting into a very primal fear that we all have, and we. Uh, I don't know. It's, that one's a head fuck for me. I think it will always be.
1: To come back to what we were talking about earlier about the uh, the audience and how they change your perception on the song is also quite interesting because I had one time that I played this song at an open stage and afterwards somebody came to me and and really took me aside to talk about this song and and he said like, hey I know what is it this is about and I f- and I I feel you and I uh, understand and I was a bit like, all right so. What What is it about? <laughs> and he said, like, that he that it was about b- being bullied as a kid. And he was uh, completely convinced. And he was just like, you just put exactly into words how that feels. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of beautiful to me that he felt uh, it resonated with him so much, but also strange because I, I was never bullied, bullied as yeah. a kid, you know? So in that way, I, like that was kind of special that 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 meant something to him though I, I never really had that and it was the same um, the girl in the audience uh, another day she, she said that she felt very strong uh, something very strong about a trauma she had mm. and I also it, that's the interesting about this song to me that I feel like I think it resonates with, with some sort of very deep fears and pains of people mm. and I feel like it went beyond my own little world in that way, or my own little emotional world because I haven't been like bullied or I haven't had major traumas in my life, but still that I wrote that and it resonates so deeply with people who had that which is which is to me so so much like this kind of muse thing where it's it's just beyond me in a way which yeah.
0: i i don't know i'm i'm, I'm uh I'm with you I I think there's There's something very primal about it And even if you want to I don't know It's very hard to talk about such things Without sounding like an absolute crazy person But like even if you think of You know the way There's certain studies where uh, They've found that like traumas Can get passed down through generations And whatnot, mm-hmm. And like for instance They proved it in In crows of all things They proved that like They you can You can have them scared of uh, an attacker that attacked like uh, two generations before a baby crow has never seen it. And they're scared of the same face and they, and they can prove that these anxieties are passed down. So when it comes to something that for me, it's a little upsetting, that song. And, and I always feel it's very primal. It's To me, it's like some very strange, strangely primal fear that I can't actually place. And that's why I find it endlessly fascinating. I don't know why there's something violent in it for me always mm-hmm. when i listen to it i it appears violent to me and i don't know why well obviously does a kick me into the storm and stuff it just feels it anyway i'll be forever fascinated with it and uh yeah maybe we should move on to the next song should we <laughs>
1: Plastic, showing none but her curls and her madness for all this time and all this time for the
3: Lord
1: and if you come tonight I may you might fall And I-
0: Now we've just heard song Two from the Wonderful Moan, and it was called "Desire is a Charm." Now we know already that the other one is the one where you're not entirely sure where it came from, if the muse was responsible or not this one there's a kind of an idea or maybe a story behind it would you would you like to tell us about it
1: yep um I guess this song is uh yeah, I just really wanted, I was busy with a the theme, which was um, me kind of thinking about my own relation to desire and desiring people and being desirable. And I don't know, I just wanted to write a song about that because I, I, I mean, I'm going to tell a quite personal story, but I, I don't know. I just got into We're a all relationship. Friends here. <laughs> I just got into a relationship and I think I had this thing that I always have when I get into relationships where I felt like when you have to be monogamous and you, uh, I always felt that it took away something really important of my identity in a way or like not being able to sleep with people was, uh, felt like, I mean, it just felt like something big was taken from me by that and I knew it wasn't just about sleeping with people or something, it was something else. And I was thinking about it a lot and trying to figure out uh, what what it was kind of that I that I needed from, from desire in a way. And I don't know, I decided to write a song about that in that process or something.
0: Did you write it in such a way that you were trying to get to the answer via the method of writing or did you kind of think almost like it was a philosophical treatise that like this is, I think I know what this is and I'm going to make a song about it or was it trying to, you trying to discover it for yourself?
1: No, it was definitely me trying to discover it for myself and trying to, I don't know, like a diary, you know, just like writing down lots of stuff about it and thinking, well, I can make that into something beautiful that probably other people can relate to. I thought it would be interesting to make that into a song too, but it was pretty much me just, I don't know, trying to write what it, write stuff about it to see oh, if I could figure out something.
0: So you were writing it without a melody or anything in mind? You were writing it out just as words first, or, or was it a yeah, melody? Yeah, or... I, think,
1: I guess I was just writing... Or just writing in, like a diary in so my diary. literally
0: it was like a total idea you're like the, analyzing the idea and then it became a song that's fucking kind of. fascinating I've never done
2: that before in my life that's cool and the exact opposite of the other song yeah right, right? that's
0: such an extreme mm-hmm.
1: yeah but also, it funnily enough, it completely failed. In Did a way. it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God
0: you said that. I'm like, I've never even thought of doing such a thing. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, it didn't work out. Oh, okay, good, okay, good. No, I'm joking.
1: No, it was kind of funny because, I mean, at some point I was just playing around and I had this idea and I had this main uh, the chorus. I just mm. like, uh, the, the the um, if you come tonight, I'll make you mine, that kind of stuff. And I always felt like, oh, I'm going to change these lyrics. It's uh, They're not interesting enough or something. But I had that melody and I thought like, I, I want to kind of work with this because. Um, and then I tried to put all these concepts I was writing about and all these things into the lyrics, which meant like I had pages and pages and I just tried. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to take one rhyme scheme and just like write this kind of thing. But I mean, everything was just crap and it was like, so confusing and so many words and never there was no feeling left in a way except for that nice little melody in the chorus that always even I though feel. the words were really simple and I thought like yeah but it doesn't grasp the concept enough or something or it's no. not I just that just stuck and I couldn't let go of that because it was the only kind of thing I could hold on to in the song the rest was just like literally me just like <laughs> trying to push all those lines in at some point. I just threw all of that out, except that little chorus that kind of, that I always wanted to remove from the beginning that I, at that point, sang so many times that I just Couldn't kept do it, it out. It's like, yeah. yeah, I cannot sing anything else now because <laughs> it's just there. Um, and then, and then I, I just thought, okay, the song is still about that, but I'm just gonna take something very specific and describe that and I just have to, Trust that in the melodies and in the little bit of lyrics that it has now, everything's in there, <laughs> kind of
0: so like, you so you even got the intellectual ideas in it again that you were trying to get in, no no, you didn't no, All I right, just okay. I
1: just thought it's in there, it's in there as the basis yes. for whatever I write now, or it's in there because I know it is. <laughs> Kind of like yeah. because that's the feeling is there of of that you know and and yeah, uh, it doesn't have to like be made specific like exactly explicit. it doesn't have to no. be
0: like this is clear as day what yeah. i was in, being so intellectual about, and now you get it it's it's, <laughs> it's more like art, it's open for interpretation, yep, yeah. the feeling
2: is definitely there
0: yeah well what yeah. The, what's the feeling that you're getting from it?
2: I don't know. I feel like we talked before. It sounds like a happy song to me. If you come
0: tonight, yeah, I'll make kind of you mine. It's a nice song. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. I don't, I don't, I don't well, I don't know. I don't trust it's a happy song because Merle doesn't really write the happy songs. the odd time. But I don't know. I, uh, I've i heard this. I think I might have heard you explain this song to me before, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of it it, to Elvis. But I degree. did like
2: the line about waking up and being millions of years older. Yes, was it we we spoke, and I was a million years older. Yeah, yeah.
0: that grabbed me too. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: Why did you feel a million years older?
0: Are we allowed to ask that? That's great. Yeah, I want to know that too. <laughs> what the fuck did that line come from? That's a well, gem. I was just
1: I was just waking up. I don't know after after a night and then with somebody and then feeling uh, feeling grown up. I mean in the end the whole story is about a friend I had in high school and I think we were both all exp- exploring a lot like uh, and the whole desire stuff and um, to put it nicely and yeah and we woke up together one, one morning and I just felt uh, I had grown up you mm. know because i don't know because of doing stuff
0: you, you found your sexual self and then you grow up because yeah of that. But,
1: but not in the like you find your sexual self but also i don't know take it take it take it to a dark side or something more in the in a an old way like feeling old feeling mm-hmm. like tired and old i mean not it's just that that kind of feeling sometimes where you're like I don't know now I did something that that hurt me a bit or something, or that it was wow. not for uh, just for doing good or for 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 being good I don't know
0: so you felt you lost something from it?
1: yeah, I guess some sort of innocence or but not in a i mean not in a i don't know losing innocence i it, it can sound so stupid but in a way yeah.
3: Waking just, up and
2: feeling older can be both, or you know, it's uh, like feeling older can be a positive thing, and also make you know, waking up and feeling like it could be for the listener, it could be interpreted another way, you know. If someone waking up and feeling millions old like shit, you know, this is crap. The yeah, that was you know? kind of what it was, right? Okay.
1: Yeah, also in a kind of good way, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> Bittersweet though
1: Bittersweet.
0: Bittersweet aging. You Sometimes you
1: look for look for things that to grow and to learn and to get experience, and you know they're not gonna be all good for you, but you still want to do it. So you're still happy you did it mm-hmm. for the sake of doing it. You know.
0: <laughs> Desire is a charm. Okay, so that's where it gets confusing there as well. So it's like uh, you do it because you have to. You have to live life. You have to experience all these notches throughout. But then you lose something, or you, but you also gain something uh, different. It's like a trade off. It's kind of bittersweet. The whole thing's very bittersweet. Hey, so I wanna, I wanna throw the line, Desire is a Charm, at you. Because I was at an event once, and you played, and um, someone asked you about the line, Desire is a Charm. And I remember, uh, I remember that it was, it confused you and them equally what the interpretation was, and then I got confused because I did. I just thought it was a nice line. I didn't read a huge amount into it. Do you have any interpretation of that line at the minute?
1: I don't know. It was also just not really thought through that line too much. But I always thought of a charm as like something small you cherish, like uh, something hidden, but but a little hidden treasure that you carry.
0: So desire is a good thing. It's a little hidden yeah, treasure your in your heart. It's, it's your a little, good thing.
1: Your little treasure that you have. You so know, follow you your can... will.
0: Follow who you are. That type of thing.
1: Yeah, I guess so. And and yeah, just something. I don't know. Something you know that you have, with, that is that is great and yeah. nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's how and I. beautiful.
0: Uh, that's how I thought of it as well. I've I've always been one. Um, I grew up, as you know, Irish Catholic. You're meant to think guilt and, you know, your whole life is sin and awful. You're being watched. Yeah, yeah. Just everything is shameful and no. and you're... Even your thoughts. Yeah, if you're having a nice chocolate biscuit, you're going to burn in hell eventually. And uh, that was it. And But I I, I never bought it. I, I always thought, well, if, you know, if this is what I feel I should be doing, then, you know, if there was a creator or whatever, then that's his code. So, like, what? You're saying that you're... God is trying to fuck with you, like you're like, oh, you want to sleep with this beautiful devil, woman? Hunter. Yeah, that's the devil. Oh, that's the devil. It's the like um, you. Oh, so, oh, so then the devil created me. It's like it, the whole thing just made no sense. It, to me, it was like, okay, if you build something, it works a certain way. So nothing you can feel can be wrong. So I, when I hear the the phrase "desire to charm," I always just thought, yeah, that's, that's just. You know, it's do, just nice. <laughs> do what do willest. Isn't that like the satanic verse? It's like do what you will. Anyway, that's how I read it. No. I'm rambling. Sorry, I've become the worst podcast host of all time.
1: <laughs> I don't think you have, but I oh. don't know this. Uh, I think this line, to me, it was uh, very much this kind of nice thing, just something you cherish. But also in the way that I sing it, it. it, it it's clear that it goes somewhere which is not as nice or something.
0: That has a bit of a a trade-off or there's like...
1: Yeah, a, and it causes trouble. Yeah. But, but yeah, the the lady in the audience, to come back to that, said that uh, she thought of a charm, of course, as like a spell. Like yeah. A, ah. Like a magic spell, which is also beautiful and very, very fitting in the song. Right which very fitting. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because I, I didn't think of it that way. But she she was like, yeah, obviously it's that kind of, I think.
0: But also uh, you said that you didn't think too much about the line when you uh, were writing the song. So I'm going to say the muse did it. Yeah, there you go. it was so. the muse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for doing this podcast with us, Marla. That was uh, incredible. I think, uh, I think we... We learned a lot today. We did. Yeah, Thanks very much, Joe. Uh, Thanks for having me. No, no, you're you're proud of us too. Uh, All right. Uh, Thanks. And uh, yeah, see you soon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Confronting the Muse, hosted by myself, Kilkelly, alongside Cameron Hazard and Joe Marshall. A special thank you to Cameron Lang for recording it at the Famous Gold Watch Berlin. If you would like to support any of the artists featured, the best thing you can do is buy their music or give a monthly donation via Patreon if possible.